0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast talk about, you know, um, the current state of affairs uh, in archaeology. Just kidding. It's Star Trek. That's what we're talking about (laughs) Uh, today. Specifically, we're talking about two classic episodes, one classic episode current episode of star trek uh we're talking about uh the first duty um that's not spelled d-o-o-d-y-u sickos oh. that's D U T Y from next generation a great I, uh, classic episode yeah, and we'll also i had a baby
1: recently so i could tell you about the first duty we're gonna get I this carrie's like, Car- really
0: Car- Car- no. Car- first duty um yeah which will be <laughs> that'll be carrie's duty corner a little bit later i'm oh, sorry um, i'm so
1: sorry to interrupt your inter- uh, introduction <laughs> that's so sorry okay
0: that's okay. We're also discussing uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, season four, episode ten, the fi- finale of this season. Old friends, new planets. Um, with us, we've got our panel group of panelists. We've got Carrie Coleman Hinners.
1: Uh, hello, I am uh, a Martian.
0: Just giving I a real am- stellar Martian from Carrie Coleman Hinners. We've also gotten- I am from Mars we've got we yeah we've got the most uh yeah a very baseline martian we love it we've got michael henley right.
2: uh i don't know how to top that
0: uh uh hi anything Hello.
1: basically anything <laughs> literally,
0: would she do says, that. Literally, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was like i'm a trampoline jump off of me please <laughs> <laughs> i am a trampoline
2: um uh hi everybody thanks <laughs> <laughs> All I got, all I got. Can you okay. tell it's been a tiring Monday? I'm sorry. Oh, it's A okay. podcast it's okay. where
1: saying hi just isn't good enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. to
0: elevate it. Listen, we're performers. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, this This gentleman is a, a comedian and an improviser at- a former regular podcaster himself uh, we've got ross wiseman on the pod today hey ross uh ahoy
3: um i <laughs> wow. could not figure out what what was happening with all the other hellos yeah <laughs> I right. Decided to go you couldn't the find the game theme. Yeah, you, yeah 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 tr- you've already
1: tried taught to us do ross by actually yeah. creating
2: a game we had no game we
1: you know, always did- kind of try to do a bit But fail a little bit. Uh, Let's just say
3: none of us are playing a a
0: four-dimensional chess here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or three-dimensional chess.
0: Let's just say our (laughs) Coddiscot board has uh, crumbled to centers. Mm. Uh, And that's okay. Um, Mm. And I'm your host, Chris Newcomer. I'm happy to be here with these lovely pants. Um, But before we talk about the Trek... Um, we're going to get to the heart of the people talking about the trek so first yes we're going to do a, a really important segment ross you're going to pick up on what the game of this is where i just ask everyone how they're doing and mm. they tell me so ross how you doing you know i'm okay uh
3: not to date this 100 percent, but it's a weekly podcast so how backdated could it be uh, <laughs> we just celebrated the thanksgiving holiday i went to different engagements so my tummy and my mental capacity is bloated <laughs> and you got like married yeah.
0: two weeks ago also so, or like oh oh know? that's old news it was over a <gasps> month at this point I just feel like you're like the busiest person who also like fit fit your wedding in between like gigs somehow. Yeah, I'm, it's very no, I, Yeah, what was it? the week? Uh, the weekend I think after
3: I got married, uh, I did a weekend residency in Rochester, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're honey, like, "This is I love great," you, but honey. I gotta, you gotta, I gotta be- pay to gosh. travel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a really important pay to play. I got to be a part of. Um, I love that. I love that very much. Well, well. hopefully your tummy settles as we have this discussion about Trek. And, uh, and hey, Carrie, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this past Black Friday weekend, I sat in on another podcast by our friend Noah Levine, um, who's all of our friends. And uh he's he did a, a marathon style uh recording for the entire year of 2024. So he took the whole weekend and uh recorded 52 episodes for 2024 and I uh co-hosted a, a chunk of it through for wow. the for autumn of 2024. So uh wait to hear. Me on this podcast a year from now, uh, talking 2024 with Noah. It was really fun. And I plugged our podcast at least once. So we do have to keep it going for another year. For oh. when I you hear that plug.
3: <laughs> so at whoever looks at the analytics there. for this uh-huh. podcast, get ready for September fifteenth, twenty twenty-four. <laughs> That's exactly no people who are looking at the analytics.
0: <laughs> I, I look at them in the way that who's emailed us in our in our, in our podcast email, and it's exactly one person, and they and he's yeah. married to Gary. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs>
1: Sometimes we directly talk to our target audience. During this podcast, because we know he's listening. (laughs) He's absolutely (laughs) listening.
0: Well, he's the, he's the person we've confirmed is listening. I I have com- confirmation that one of the bartenders at at um tavern listens. Chuck, oh. he told me he listened to the shout Jordy, out shout Jordy out Jordy La Cringe episode. He thought it was really funny. He had a great time. <laughs>
4: oh, nice. <laughs>
0: and then also, I think I told you guys, about my in my one on one for work a couple weeks ago, my boss was like, "So I listened to your podcast," and I was like, Whoa, Whoa what episode?" <laughs> <laughs> I I went on a job interview like
3: a little over two years ago at this point and on my website i list like podcasts because that's like a skill set i have and the lady sent like a little ominous email being like looking forward to our interview also i listened to an episode of your podcast smiley face emoji no idea which one she listened to but hopefully it wasn't one where i was
0: just like so jizz right it's it's like (laughs) watching. I feel like yours is, like, pretty innocuous, though, right? Because it's like you're you're watching...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: it super depends on the person, though, because, like, it's, you know, we can all... I'm sure we're going to have a wholesome time here just talking about, uh, I don't know jadzia dax or whatever but like <laughs> not in this series definitely watched the wrong episode that <laughs>
1: yeah you watched the wrong episode
3: but like you know if you have like some real ball buster on the podcast sure. as a guest you you have to make them look good so you're like yeah let's let's go down this hole that you're taking me in
0: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah that's definitely
0: true oh I'm i'm remiss though because i've i've i think i've skipped asking michael henley how he's doing michael henley
2: oh i don't have anything interesting to say uh no i'm good i um (laughs) i had uh
1: so typical of you
2: (laughs) yeah i'm way too self-deprecating i really gotta i gotta do something about that um no (laughs) i had um uh you know we all had thanksgiving this past week i had one thanksgiving meal like a sucker it turns out um but it was a very good one um uh, visited my uh, significant other's family. Uh, I'm going to see a friend in the Midwest uh, a little bit later on. Uh, hi Omaha, by the way. If anyone, if any listeners are, you know, have tips about what to do in Omaha, please let me know. Um, and uh, yeah, things are good. I'm I'm less blurry now, so
0: like that's good too. That's a plus. Yeah. Michael was having some camera issues earlier. Yeah. It took him a little bit out of focus, but yeah, we, it um... was
3: really hard. He was in the first half of like a. a Clearasil uh, commercial, <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. But then the page <laughs> tour, and then oh my god, he's right there. Clear skin. <laughs> it was great. It's great.
2: And how oh, am I doing? Gosh. Sure.
3: How I'll are tell you doing, you. Chris? <laughs>
0: Chris? 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 No, 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 no,
2: no, no, Chris. I have a better question. How
0: are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? Well, I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, I, I also, I also experience. As we discussed last week, we're all in the same timeline. I also was experiencing Thanksgiving at the time that you were um mm-hmm. and uh for the most part we had a great time we ended up to my uncle's house in in new jersey and uh, they got a big old um uh catholic family so that's always just like oh is this gonna be fine it's fine it was fine it was all good you know a couple of gays coming in um uh, the only thing that was said to us that was a little bit like oh no uh was my aunt's sister said she said oh chris so she pointed to me and my boyfriend she's like this is yours like yeah, it's my boyfriend paul and she's like oh so you know what i'm gonna ask right and i was like
1: no, <laughs> can't, can't possibly be what she's going to
0: ask. Like the the first I thing kiss. I thought can't possibly be the thing that I think she's going to ask. And then she was like, "Oh, so Then she was like, "Cause you, are you guys married? You're gonna get married?" And I was like, "Oh, that's the question she's asking if we're getting mm-hmm. married, which is fine." And we're like, "Oh, we're not really <laughs> there yet, whatever." And she's like, "Oh no, because again, you know, what I was going to ask was who's the bride and who's the groom." <gasps> that was oh, her. Lordy, <laughs> lordy. Why?
3: You know, yeah, 2023.
1: Why
0: do? For Uh, that group that you described, your family
1: member—that's
0: lovely. That good for her. Good (laughs) for her, right? This is my 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 aunt's sister, so she's like she's sort of an extended family figure. But then she Mm -hmm. sort of went on to tell us that she had been in her own um, same-sex relationship in the seventies, and that she maybe hung out at the piano bar that we go to. And I was like, "Well, you should know better." And then yeah. she said, I've had lots of alternative experiences. Like I used to live with like, you know, a lot of people in one place, like, and all the women were okay. in one room and all the men were in ro- another room. And then sometimes people got married. They got to be in their own rooms. And she's like, what would you call that? And Paul was like, a and I was like, he's going to say cult. But then he said, a commune. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we told my mom later, my mom was like, yeah, she was at Mooney. She she was with Reverend some Young.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, really? Uh,
0: wow. Yeah. So this person, who I'm sure will never listen to this podcast, really gave us a lot to talk about on Thanksgiving. Wow. So, thank you to Diane, my aunt's cousin.
1: Mike, I my cousin, I have a cousin who brings up lesbians every time. He's like, he's just like he's it. I'm like nobody brought this up. Nobody's talking about this, what, and I have said. In, in what he's, way does he bring up lesbians? It's basically what? it's basically like not in these words, but it's sort of like. What's the deal with lesbians? Oh
0: my god! Like Like a like a 90s comedian,
1: kind kind of like. (laughs) What's the deal with lesbians? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like nobody was talking about lesbians. Though literally nobody. So in my brain, I'm just imagining someone in your
0: family being like um, Blanche on The Golden Girls when they're talking about lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Danny Thomas one? And they're like, "That's Lebanese, that's Lebanese." (laughs) Like,
1: oh God, don't bring up lesbians. Don't bring up lesbians what 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 a fun thing to elaborate though on like yeah yeah you do he this? does but I don't really want to repeat
2: that oh thing. I oh
0: okay, okay, okay. That's not, no let's right. save no, it right. for
3: the zoom chat yeah,
0: yeah let's keep our no. let's keep our <laughs> glad rating shall yeah, we no, that's, Let's that's, do that, it that's fair that's fair <laughs>
2: uh, We're no, just I
1: talked about family members at dinners who like to uh you know stoke the fire a little bit
2: yeah you know um I grew up Catholic. And so I went to lots of Thanksgivings when I was younger with family members who were way, way, way more conservative than I was. And so I don't really do that anymore, but it does mean every Thanksgiving, I feel like something's missing. I feel like I haven't gotten like a weird comment. That's like wildly right wing in a while. I don't know. <laughs> yeah
0: tastes different, you know? All
2: this food tastes different without that around.
0: With all that all the, like, yeah. the underlying, you know, racism mm-hmm. and hate. Yeah, that's mm-hmm, really good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taste lighter, so. I would imagine. Uh. <laughs> but hey, we're we're uh we're not here to talk about how weird our families are, but I'm sure that no. would be its own wonderful podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to talk about Star Trek, and I do believe that Carrie has a little bit of Trek yes. in the news for us.
1: <laughs> Trek in the news. Uh, I love that button
0: that we have that does that sound.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a button that I I press. Uh, I have news on the Star Trek Strange New World Season 3 update. Um, There is a possible release time frame. Uh, Season three production is reportedly set to begin in December after being postponed due to the Writers Guild and SAG after strikes. There are clues that suggest the first episode of season three will still be directed by Chris Fisher, who posts on Instagram about heading back to Toronto. Um, Paramount Plus may decide to split the 10 episodes of season three into two halves releasing oh. five episodes in late 2024 and the remaining five in 2025 oh, similar like to their release strategy for other series.
3: So because uh, we were so primed to talk about Star Trek, when you said yeah. Toronto, I was like what planet is that?
1: <laughs> what planet is Toronto? The planet of
3: Toronto. And it's funny, I was actually yeah. just thinking that in the back of my head like are they going to do a split thing? I think maybe what could be interesting is because Like the reception seems pretty universally loved. Like everybody is all in on it. I wonder if they would do maybe like a larger order overall, maybe do 15 or 14 episodes and then do like seven and seven. Cause I I think like
1: if they're going to boost it up,
3: we need, we need like a filler episode where it's just like, I don't know, nurse chapel, like. Making we a, talk
1: about a, this like we talk about this yeah. all the time on I'm this sure podcast you do. because they cut it down to 10 episodes which means they took out a lot of that like uh everyday kind of flavor that we used to get with 24 25 episodes
3: although in like th- within the first 3 episodes of strange new world i n- i knew all of the characters pretty well. <laughs> I could not say that after watching three seasons of Star Trek Discovery. This isn't a Star Trek Discovery hate
0: podcast. That's,
1: no, that's, it is yeah. isn't. But no, like, that, it has that turned into that before.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> member of it. our podcast team has decided he didn't want to podcast with us anymore. So it's less hated, hateful towards Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. He
1: hated Discovery so much he couldn't even stand he quit the it. Podcast.
0: <laughs> and then he was like, "What's the it. deal with lesbians?" <laughs>
2: uh, no, no, he was no, yeah. no, No, he no, no. Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jay, Jay Jay's great. Um, yeah. And, you know, I will say too, I mean, you know, Jay was very good at bringing up things about Star Trek Discovery that really, I mean, Jay, Jay would not hate to hate. He would he would be mm-hmm. very, you yeah. um, know, yeah, he, he would be very considered
0: yeah. in uh, what, you know.
1: He ama- demanded more of his Star Trek, which I yeah. appreciate about
0: him. Yeah. And I think we could all agree that Star, Star Trek Discovery was not served by, um, the premise pretty much being changed every single season,
2: like <laughs> them. No. What? What are you talking about? Most recent like? show ever. Like, what are we watching? What?
3: Discovery yeah. or Fargo? Oh my yeah. god!
2: This
3: no, is, but it's actually I, Star Trek Twin Peaks. Just I will this. say, I will say, in relation in in regards to Discovery, and then we can get off the subject, like that. Is, Discovery did solidify, I think, my love for Star Trek because, um, it. I got into. Uh, Star Trek during the pandemic, my friend texted me like, you got to watch Next Generation. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Then uh, my now husband, then boyfriend, started watching it. And then I started like drifting down watching it. And it just kind of clicked for me. And there's still episodes of Next Gen that I haven't seen. But when he finished Next Gen, we were like, okay, let's try one of the other shows. Like, oh, Discovery. That's like the newest one that's out and mm-hmm. i think season one is really solid i really enjoy as somebody that didn't have a lot of experience with it yeah. and i mean like fucking give it up for saru i always give it yeah. up for saru oh yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> Doug Jones know, like, that
2: shows mvp i yeah i agree We're about, about season Jones one kind of, of, of
1: discovery i definitely felt like the tingles i felt the tingles while watching it you guys did you ever get the tingles (laughs) in a way it's kind of like
3: serious lower decks because it's like now that i've seen a lot more star Trek, i'm like oh they were referencing this or this is kind of a play on this thing but it was serious and they were like Mm. what it exploded again okay back to whatever Mm. michael's dealing with but now (laughs) now that we have all this other track to choose from like yeah it it definitely you see strange new worlds and you're like oh this is more of what we wanted like good
0: effort more canon Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. vibes Mm -hmm. yeah
3: yeah Mm -hmm. do any of you care about the section 31 movie i mean i will i will definitely watch it i'm excited about it it. It yeah love Love michelle
4: Michelle yo yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah. love michelle yo um her character perplexed me as the show went on sure (laughs) but hey i'm down for her just running around having a good time
2: I think so (laughs) yeah my my, my whole thing about the section 31 i'm glad it's not a tv show anymore i'm glad it's just a movie but my whole thing is like the whole point of section 31 is that it's black ops and that it's bad and they're an antagonist so to center a movie on it i mean you can do it but it just feels like is that really what i'm skeptical but you know Mm -hmm, yeah
0: I wonder if they're going to tie it into everything, everywhere, all at once, and just say this is just another life of of Michelle's character from that movie. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> um, I think that would be incredible.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some really
0: good tie-in with the Daniels. I'd be into that. Um probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, but anyway, no. we're, we're, we should be. We should probably move on to talk about the episodes we're here to discuss today. Um, I'm going to give a little synopsis of those episodes that I absolutely did not write or research. We just read it direct to you from from Wikipedia because I'm 40 and I'm tired. Um, And that's how we roll. Uh, Here we go. Let me find uh, the screen. There it is not. Hold on. There it is. Okay, great. So first we're going to discuss the first duty, Um, a Wesley sort of centric episode. And here we go. The Enterprise returns to Earth where Captain Picard is scheduled to deliver the commencement address at Starfleet Academy's graduation ceremony. However, the Academy superintendent informs Picard of an accident during flight training that has injured Wesley Crusher and caused the death of Joshua Albert, a member of the Nova Squadron.
1: Oh, we lost uh, you, Chris. During an Academy oh,
0: no. inquiry. Oh, no, you lost me? Yeah, we lost now you. Now you're back. back. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm back. Where, where did you lose me? Mm-hmm.
1: Nova Squadron. Uh, Nova Squadron. Great. Joshua Brandt. Got it.
0: Uh, during an academy inquiry, team leader Nick Locarno testifies that the collision occurred while they were executing a Jaeger uh, I've done a couple of those maneuver in orbit above Saturn's moon Titan. He also states that Joshua had been nervous about flying, but Nick had kept him on the team out of a desire not to end his flying career. Nick claims that the accident was Joshua's fault, but admits that allowing him to fly was an error on his own part. Uh, and satellite imagery shows the team's ships to have been in a different formation from that described. These records, combined with the cadets' sudden reticence to explain their actions, prompt Picard to direct his crew to open an investigation of their own. However, evidence to suggest that Nova Scot- recalled called uh, the Culvord Starburst, I'm definitely saying that wrong, last attempted at the Academy more than a century earlier. It was banned following a training accident that killed all five cadets involved. Pressed by Picard to admit the truth, Wesley instead chooses not to answer. Wesley that the first duty, nudge nudge wink wink, of any Starfleet officer is to the truth, scientific, historical, and personal, Picard threatens to reveal the facts to the Board of Inquiry unless Wesley does so himself at the next day's hearing. Nick tries to coerce Wesley into corroborating the other survivors' accounts of the accident, claiming that Picard has no solid evidence. Wesley is torn between loyalty to his friends and duty to Starfleet. The next day, the Admiral in charge of the Inquiry prepares to dismiss it since there is no conclusive proof of any wrongdoing beyond the minor infractions that the cadets have admitted to committing. Before she can do so, though, Wesley confesses that Nova Squadron had indeed tried to execute the War Starburst. Nick subsequently takes full responsibility, stating that he pressured the rest of them into performing it and lying to cover up the facts. He is expelled from Starfleet Academy, while Wesley and the other two survivors lose their flight privileges and a year's worth of academic credits. Wesley is disappointed in himself, and Picard tells him that the immediate future will be difficult, since everyone on campus will know what happened. Uh... As the two part, Picard recalls a remark by Boothby, the groundskeeper of the academy, who had once given him some much needed advice. "You knew what you had to do. I just made sure you listened to yourself, and that's the first duty."
1: <laughs> uh, so basically, they just got held back a grade. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but Nick. Nick because, I didn't. Nick, they just had Nick, to repeat a grade Nick, again. Nick. resigns,
2: doesn't? Yeah. Or. Yeah, no, he, he, was expelled. he drummed out. He was expelled. Okay. No, he
1: was no. expelled and everybody right. else had to repeat a grade. Yeah, you're right. They had to take all their classes again.
3: And this time people gave them the stink
1: eye. Yeah. Actually, that's a that's stupid because you've already taken those. Like, what does that mean? You've you've already got the tests.
3: What if they're like you have to take different classes? Like I know you wanted to take in, <laughs> Intro to Astrometrics,
0: but now you have to say like take like cryptozoology. Yeah. We also yeah. know there's no there's no financial burden to doing it again because everything is paid for. Already. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're yeah.
1: we're reaching a merit-based society. By the way, I feel like that's where our actual society is going, just a little bit. Not that we're not going think- to have money. I think that we're no. still going to need money but I think that AI is going to take so much away from us that people are going to start judging based on merit. Yeah. What you do with your time.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't anyway. think improv
0: comedy is going to get you real on the meritless.
2: <laughs>
1: well, whatever.
2: Uh, I don't know. Cause
0: I, I definitely agree that AI is going to
2: take a lot from us, but you know, I think I can't help but notice that it keeps seems to be taking the jobs that actually people want. Where it's like, no, no, we want the robots to actually write the comedy and write the Sports Illustrated
1: news articles. You no, know, we and like all those that kind jobs. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: No, 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 no. Yo, we still need human beings to like clean the bathroom and stuff. No, the, robot, yeah, yeah, but the robots yeah. get to write. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: so there's actually I uh there's a lot of guest stars on this episode. And uh, Boothby, played by Ray Walston. Mm-hmm. Um, most everybody probably remembers as my favorite Martian in the 1960s.
3: But everybody remembers him. <laughs> yeah, Ross everybody was a big fan of that when it was airing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other, the, this, the father of, uh, Josh, uh, Ed Lauder has more, I'm just looking on IMDb. That's all yeah. I just looked up. Well, we of course, we
3: remember Ray Walston from the 1979 episode of The Incredible Hulk where he played Jasper the Magician.
1: Okay, listen, Russ, So many people. Just because you don't know who Ray Walston is doesn't mean that. I know who
3: Ray Walston <laughs> is. Of course, he was Bart in Space Case.
1: Okay, listen. <laughs> he's famous, y'all. He's a famous actor, y'all. Okay, he was in Damn Yankees, South Pacific. But I know Damn Yankees.
2: By definition, he was someone's favorite Martian. So that's yeah. that's
1: a, that's that's yeah. Um, he's my favorite I mean, groundskeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> My favorite booth bean.
1: Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Um, and Ed Lauder, who played the father, has got more credits than Ray Walston going back to the sixties as well. They're smaller parts. Though, we a, might... feeling. a lot of smaller parts, but I definitely remember him from a bunch of stuff. Uh you see, like he's got that face where he you're like, Where's I where have I seen that guy before? Because he's just in, been in so many things. You probably did see him before. Um, let's see. He's, like, he played dads da, da.
2: a lot on, like, a lot yeah. of shows, oh basically. God. He was always someone's dad.
1: that, like, my parents love like, Mannix oh, yeah. in 1971. Dark mm-hmm. Shadows, 1967. Mm-hmm. Like He's uh, definitely done a couple got- episodes
0: of Columbo I've seen him on, I feel like. I mean, I feel like everyone's done their time on Columbo if you've been in the, uh, the biz long enough, uh, you know?
1: He was on... <laughs> Well, he, of um, course,
3: was in the 1980 television film, The Boy Who Drank Too Much. Oh. It was sponsored yeah. by Xerox. <laughs>
0: sponsored by Bacardi Run.
1: Okay, listen, um, he was on Psych. <laughs> he was on The Witches The Witches Show. What's The Witches, yeah, witches Charmed? Show? Uh, Charmed? Charmed. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> he definitely was on Charmed. I do remember him on Charmed. Yeah, um, yeah. But the point is, he's beloved. And even yeah. though... You know, Ross He's... was born in the 90s and he doesn't know that. It's okay.
1: <laughs> He's yeah, I just mean... because you don't know somebody, Ross, doesn't mean they're not famous.
0: Did you know you're coming here to be beat up on by elder millennials? Did you understand yeah, that? This... That, was, that was what was good? Okay.
3: And he... I do know uh, Richard Fancy, who played Captain Satelk because he was Mr. Littman on Seinfeld. So yes, I know okay. things. That's okay. right. Okay.
1: <laughs> but also, Ray Walston was Popeye. Uh, uh Popeye's dad in uh Pop uh The movie. The movie.
0: That well-received yeah. movie starring Robin Williams that everyone loved and Gosh. didn't pan at okay. all, And the and the hey, character Popeye's everyone knows underwritten Popeye's, underwritten
1: dad. Popeye's <laughs> dad. That is an underrated <laughs> movie. It, it is an underrated. You movie, watch that that totally, movie. It got again?
0: totally panned though, right? When it came out first, people did not okay. love it. It's,
1: it's a then.
2: hidden gem, is the thing. Okay.
0: And oh, and they, was never, on. they never demolished the sets,
3: so they're like still just Just rotting in the sun, and people like go there. Yeah, you can go for like a shitty tour experience. Oh man, for Popeye. Mm -hmm. Who
0: says humans are leaving a bad footprint on this earth? Oh wait, yeah, right. We can agree we are. are. Can you imagine Uh, when the
2: aliens visit when we're all dead and they look around? You know, all of our monuments. Basically, do you think? How annoyed they're going to be when they finally decode what these things are? It's like. Was a set for a movie called Popeye. I bet they'll be very upset.
0: About yeah. That. Very annoyed.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, he was um, on best love- times. I'm just gonna keep talking about him because I'm about Ed Lauder about- or Richard well, Fancy.
0: Can we come to like a, a button point on on the, the career of Ray-, Ray Wollstone at some point? Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I
1: wanna under- say I didn't know that this conversation would get so uh <laughs> heated. I was just trying to say it was cool that we got some big names guest starring on this episode.
2: That's right, that's right. Ed Louder. I feel like <laughs> is the guy that you would get when Craig T. Nelson was busy around this time, um, yeah. and he's actually very good in this episode because, like, he brings like the you know the 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 gravitas of like he's mm-hmm. you know the moral choice that you know Wesley's face, especially because you, you see every you know, a bit of hurt on his face. Um, Richard fancy uh, in a very kind of almost borderline unvulcan performance as uh, this Vulcan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he really is. Um, but I just want to go back to Mr. Littman on Seinfeld because that is one of the best Seinfeld scenes ever, because it's the uh, George uh, having sex with a cleaning woman. And when he's <laughs> caught, he says, was that wrong? Should I not have done that? <laughs> is still like one of my maybe top I mean, five that Seinfeld wrong? scenes ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. So
3: he so. also provided the comeback to the jerk store called "They're running out of you."
2: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh man.
0: The jerk so we store all, called we... "They're running out of you." Oh my god.
3: <laughs> but yeah, his performance is really not. Vulcan, whatsoever, Mm-mm. and
0: like yeah, he, he, like, glanced to the sides. He's like, I got it, I, I got this. He,
3: he goes, like <laughs> Who me? Like, it's very weird.
0: <laughs> but I mean, as we know, Vulcans are technically they do have emotions, they're just trained not to show them. Maybe this guy's just a bad Vulcan, maybe, he, yeah, maybe he's like an eighth Vulcan. That's what, sure, yeah, yeah. What, this place got shunted to Starfleet, like, like I the thought, other Vulcan, yeah. the Vulcan uh, on lower, lower decks. She got sent there to because Lynn. she was too wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh,
2: do you think I, it's like an extra, like you know, like a uh, bad place to put a Vulcan? If you're like, no, you're not even good enough to be in Starfleet on a ship. We're gonna make you, you know, part of the academy. Like you, it's definitely it's worse like, because they,
0: Spock has talked about how humans smell. Yeah, and so yeah. I imagine Starfleet would oh, smell horrible to them. Oh All my god, sweating many oh, my gosh.
2: Now They're I understand mums. why. Now I understand why he just mums? oozes contempt. And honestly, I get mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. yeah. He's like you stink, and I wish you were dead. It's,
3: yeah. it's great.
1: probably dating a Earthling. That's probably what it's all about. Does he you gotta move to he where you smell you're...
3: himself? Does because he's half human? So just is Spock like? I smell, and I don't like it. But that I is mean, illogical.
1: You
0: know, I don't know that he does. But now that you've given me the image of Ethan Peck trying to smell himself, um, I want to just yeah. say thank you. Um, thank I'm really gonna that. appreciate that. That's really good. Thank so. you. <laughs>
1: Well, I want I wanted to talk about the, the trial here a little bit, which wasn't yeah. exactly sure. a trial. It was more of a, a hearing, I guess. A hearing. And I was surprised they used this gotcha method on the kid. They're like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want a lot, you want to tell the are you sure you have nothing else to add and he's like yeah nothing else to add yeah they're like well, the odds I of that happening is so
3: crazy and he's like yeah right
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well how do you explain this evidence that we found dun dun dun, 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 dun. maybe yeah. you could have just talked to those kids um privately Ah, uh, why did you embarrass them in front of their parents? Like because
0: that? we were getting we were getting '90s parental thought through the lens of the future. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like if we are seeing it today, Discovery would have handled it totally differently. You know It would have been a, wow. a round robin with Michael mm-hmm. Burnham leading the kids, and then a, a quick Everybody sesh. would
1: have blown up, and <laughs> the planet would have, have exploded. And they would have gone
0: five thousand <laughs> years in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they like to raise the stakes on that show.
0: yeah like they gotta stop that
3: the stakes are raised (laughs) i'm excited for the last season to truly just be like a hangout season
0: (laughs) yes i would love that
1: they're like there's a nebula oh okay (laughs) hang out in the nebula um uh i liked beverly's mothering on this it was very much like he's okay. I better call the school. No, I know mm-hmm. he's okay, but we maybe we better double check the records. Oh, okay, yeah, he's fine, but I should call them just in case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yes, he's fine. They need to know he's allergic to this type of medicine. I'm sure they have the records.
0: Yeah. I also like it for yes. it pushing pushing um Picard and Beverly into sort of like a parental unit, mm-hmm. even though he's not yep. Wesley's father. I mean, the thing yeah. they've always been doing with them the whole the whole series. Um, I mean, I'm sorry for the latter half of the series, sort of pushing them together in that way. So, um,
1: and, and this was Wesley's first, uh, episode back after leaving in previous season. Um, he was um, like, oh, he was a guest star. No, it wasn't. the previous. Was, I don't remember when th- he left, but whatever. This is,
2: he, he leaves uh, middle of season four. This is his second appearance back. The first oh, one he came back for the for the game, for the, for the game with Ashley Judd. Oh, yeah. hell.
0: Yeah, I love such a good game. episode.
1: Mm-hmm. He came back for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's his first. Yeah, because he uh, he'd uh, been he's at Starfleet to... Academy. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was like he was like hitching a ride or something. I love when the <laughs> Enterprise is just like a taxi. They're just like we have yeah. to get this. <laughs> we are the flagship, and like we got. Yeah. Okay, Space <laughs> is big, Ross. Space
0: is very big, even <clears throat> in the future. Space is big. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you got to take a ride where you can get it. Yeah. Because you never know when another ship is going to come along.
0: Yeah, and you might be mm-hmm. stuck wherever you are. Um, on on you know thanos 10 um that's that's definitely not a planet in star trek but that's how that's what i would rate avengers endgame <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> 10. wow that's funny. uh
2: to be fair though a thanos 10 is a regular person's 20 so that's
0: true and it's a Josh Brolin 4. Something like that. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. I didn't really what? push it out. You get it.
1: <laughs> you get the joke. I don't have to explain you, it. Because Josh Brolin you was You understand. Yes. You yes. get it. You yes, get God. it. Um,
0: I also,
3: so I think this is a really interesting episode. Um, first of all, because it's it's just like a great hour of TV. But, like, the fact that this episode lays, like, a weird groundwork. Like, this lays the groundwork for Lower Decks, the standalone episode. It lays the foundation for Voyager in a way. And mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. who would who would have thought that like Boothby, this like <laughs> magical custodial character, would become like, span across three different <laughs> Star Trek series? Yeah, everybody yeah. loves
1: Boothby. Man. I just he,
3: got, I just yeah. watched the episode of Voyager where Species 4728,
2: yeah, yeah. recreate all the Starfleet <laughs> Boothby. <laughs> that's that's dedication when they're they're making that holodeck program like we got to put booth in yeah. like that's the attention to detail that we're dealing with like, and they have an actress know.
0: from battlestar galactica is the is the is chakotay's sort of like alien love interest yeah that's right uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah kate walsh right I think Kate Walsh yes yeah, very good yeah. um not to not to digress one more time but i also have a joke um about <laughs> one more joke about thanos um <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, this is not fleshed out and it sounds bad, but okay. Why why did Thanos why did Thanos want to destroy half the world?
1: I don't know why. You would too if your mother-in-law was Barbara Streisand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stepmom, stepmom, sorry.
1: You don't, you get the joke. I don't have you to explain it you to get you. It. You get mean. it, you get it, you <laughs> Wait, understand is it. Josh Brolin's mother-in-law, Barbara
2: Streisand?
0: No, his stepmom, yes. I got it wrong. His stepmom his stepmom? step-mom? His stepmom, yeah, his yeah, step-mom James Brolin is, is, yeah. is. I was is, just is like, is how is
2: Diane Lane related to Barbara Streisand? Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay. Okay, I'm done.
0: Sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs>
2: um, I love this episode. I really do. I mean, especially because I mean it's Star Trek courtroom drama. I love them. Yeah. Uh I love how this um this is really the first moment. I don't know about the first moment, but it's, it's really the first moment of like um Wesley kind of being brought down to earth, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, in that I literally. Mean, I yeah, literally, definitely. I mean, almost dies. Um uh I think, you know, if you were to compare this like early next gen where Wesley is, you know, like
1: solving I, all the problems, <laughs> Yeah.
2: you watch those episodes as an adult, having watched them as a kid and you'd be like, oh, now I understand why adults hated him. No, I totally yeah. get it. You know, as yeah. a kid, you don't necessarily see that. Um, and this is such a great episode because it treats Wesley like an adult who is making a mm-hmm. moral choice. But at the same time, he brings all the baggage of having been a child Um, And having known all these characters like there's there are a few scenes more devastating, I think, than all of Next Gen than the scene where Picard dresses him down in this really uncompromising way. It's so good, Um, you know, and, and it's especially good because like Picard's not flying off the handle there like he is, you know, he is. He's angry, but he's righteously angry. And you know, everything you learn about after the fact, what Wesley's doing, no, you just like
1: no. I thought he was no, right that was yell. a great scene. He Yeah, that's it a great scene. Ba- it was barely yelling. It was like, listen, this was just giving him a dose of uh reality, a reality mm-hmm. check.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not also- just it's just just enough doll of I'm very disappointed in you to
1: yeah. rank as like
2: a, a a parental speech.
0: They also gave us um, you know. A window into the fact that you know Picard himself was not all squeaky clean when he was at the academy. Yeah, sort of this unnamed sort of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he did that Boothby oh, yeah. had. And
3: Riker gives him a little like look at the beginning, like, really, I would have liked to see
0: that. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Riker,
0: chill the fuck out.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thirsty that Riker. Um, yeah, it but no, I I like that they they, you know humanizing Picard's story in that way too. So he's not just some like monolith of authority. Yeah.
1: Because the 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 bigger issue was that he lied, not that they right. did the thing. Well somebody died and that was bad, but the bigger issue is that they were covering up and, and lying about it. Yeah.
0: And blaming it on him, blaming blaming his own death on him yeah. rather than on them doing yeah. like which is pretty low, I think, you know? Um, yeah,
2: pretty freaking yeah. low. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well yeah we have we haven't yet talked about nick Lacarno,
2: yeah everybody who we will see again
1: heartthrob yeah. heart yeah. heartthrob my my best friend robert duncan mcneil i call him robbie yeah. um he's say, such hey, a robbie, natural
3: on star trek in general like he really nails the borderline theater acting but still has this, like, naturalism to him and, like, mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. in the silence comfortably. Yeah. Um,
1: he was great on this episode. Um, is very much, like, you could tell he had spent many years on a soap opera before yeah. this episode, yeah. I, I
2: think it's no coincidence, <clears throat> by the way, that Robert Duncan McNeil has become such a prolific, like, director, because he works a lot. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's that comfortable with, actors and who knows his own performances so well i think i think that really speaks well to uh, how hard he works
0: now is it my teenage memory that is where he shoves wesley up against a wall or did that really happen in the show am i just remembering that as like a teenage <laughs> wish
2: no, uh, he no he didn't do that
0: no didn't do that. so my brain no. is like yeah, they were all... that scene where like he
1: i wesley and they were all quite civilized really oh, yes and which no is a touch context
2: Which is a touch I like The 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 conflict doesn't feel artificially heightened by something like that. Like, I feel like lesser writers would have put something like that in it. But everyone is very kind of calm and composed, which kind of makes it worse. You know, the 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 insult of the, you know, the, the 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 poor, you know, dead cadet basically kind of, you know, Uh, his reputation kind of being thrown through the, because everyone's just kind of sitting in chairs and, and the most Nick does is kind of raise his voice to Wesley and again, tell him how disappointed he is in him. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I like that tension. Yeah. Nick gets like a little close to him, but
3: there doesn't really, there isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, any formal fisticuffs. And I, it's also like this and then also the lower decks episode spoiler uh, is that like, a good villain is one where you understand where they're coming from. And yeah, you are diametrically opposed to their worldview, but you're like, yeah, I get how you got to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Nick wanting to, yeah, he's a he's a bit of a hothead. He's braggadocious and he wants to go down in history in Starfleet. And uh, sure, he is going to stop at nothing to make sure that he gets that, that like his yeah. dad is proud of him and all this and that. And that, that, I think, is what makes the best Star Trek episodes, where you mm-hmm. are on board. You don't agree, but you're like, okay, this is, this yeah. is what I the like world that. is.
1: I like that you brought that up of him being a villain, because I think those are the best villains are the ones that you that are sort of accidentally find yeah. themselves in that role, and then you start to empathize with them a little yeah. bit. <clears throat> he
2: he talks about the team so much you know you you really get the the perspective of him that like the the, the team is the most important thing you know and um uh, when, when 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 Joshua died in a way it's because he kind of let down the team kind of in a way and it's very kind of like non-villainous non-mustache twirling like yes this is what's most important to him um and I like the touch that he kind of you know uh, you know, he he kind of takes all the responsibility on himself at the very end. I mean, after he gets called out and found out, yeah. But still, yeah. you know, I think it's that's such a cool touch.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree completely.
2: Do you guys know the backstory of Nick carno slash Tom Paris?
0: Like, I knew that uh, they when were they going, were yeah. when they were looking for a Tom Paris, they were like, we're looking for a Robert Duncan McNeil type. Yeah, they liked him so much in the role, yeah. right? Yeah. So,
2: so stories on this kind of conflict a little bit, but the, the, you know, what, what seems to be accepted is that at certain point in Voyagers, you know, being uh, developed that it was going to be Nicola Carno in the Tom Paris slot. And um, you know, the, the character was rewritten to be an original character named Tom Harris, And the reason they did that was because they liked the Nicola Carno energy. They wanted to keep the character around, but they ultimately felt that that character was irredeemable yeah, Um, and was not fit for being a a lead on a new show so you know you cast the same actor and you know kind of making the same but different which i think is really interesting because i don't necessarily find him irredeemable here i don't think he's evil or anything i think that yeah i i think this would be really solid ground to build like a uh you know a, a full-fledged you know recurring character on basically it's, yeah. it's kind of a shame that they didn't bring him back uh, up until recently
3: and if i remember the tom paris intro in the first episode of voyager is like he's pretty much like he's yeah. in prison yes yeah 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 he's in prison for some th- some
1: he's hanging out by some trees in australia yeah, and he's like,
3: yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm gonna pilot anything <laughs> yeah, they're ever They're definitely again. not in the yeah. valley.
0: They're definitely in Australia. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's it's New
0: Zealand, actually. I believe. Oh, and New yeah. Zealand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, think- because you see a Hobbit hole. <laughs> <Which is perfect. laughs> He's just hanging out with Gandalf. Um, yeah. No, I think I think you're right because I do think you're right that Nick Lacarno, that character, would have slotted into pretty much every single thing that Tom Paris did throughout the series uh, pretty easily.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, he definitely
0: and, would have broken yeah. warp ten. Oh yeah, well. Oh, he they, definitely. And <laughs> without consent, made lizard babies with the, with the captain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's crazy <laughs> because they could have rerun that episode slightly. And just be like, "Wow, I thought you know almost a, I, I thought killing a fellow cadet would be the craziest thing I did in the shadow <laughs> craft, but I proved myself <laughs> wrong."
1: Yeah, I think in the end it was the right decision, but I could see it. Maybe working as well.
0: Yeah, probably, I, I probably wouldn't yeah. have been able to be the pilot, though. When you've lost all of his flying privileges, from, given what he had done.
2: Ah, but that could help dramatize the fact that, you know, uh, in Voyager, you know, uh, in the beginning, it, it they, they, they're very much putting their chips on. We have limited resources and we have people oh, who are not in know. the right roles, you know, so I could totally see that in the sense that there's grumbling of like, this guy should not be a pilot. Why is he, you know, uh, you why, know why is he Nick- at the con?
1: You know, Nick Locarno in the end did take full responsibility for it, yeah. even though mm-hmm. he was trying to cover it up. So, a uh, worse, uh, yeah, irredeemable worse than- quality would be somebody who just continuously was putting it on other people the whole entire yeah. time. But he wasn't really like doing they,
0: that. I mean, this sort of segues nicely into the next ep- episode we're going to talk about because he is kind of redeemable in this. Uh, Lower decks episode, which is yes, say? yeah, I redeemable agree, yeah. or irredeemable.
1: Redeemable, irredeemable, redeemable. irredeemable.
0: Irredeemable. Ir- I ir- thought irredeemable. redeemable.
1: Yeah. Irredeemable. Irregardless.
0: Ir- ir- irregardless. <laughs> irregardless. We should. Oh, we should move to Chris, to discuss that episode yeah. anyway. Um, I yeah. will. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Well, the okay. now that
3: we're talking about like redeemable or irredeemable characters, because now I'm kind of thinking that. Nick Lacarno has a similar path to Tom Riker. Uh, uh, Will Riker's... Oh, interesting. Follow, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget how to explain that episode. <laughs> yeah. Another transporter episode, uh, accident. Because, like, yeah. ultimately, yeah, they both kind of tried to be rehabilitated, tried to own up, tried to change, but they kind of are stuck in their own trauma and there's a way that Nick Lacarno could have turned himself in, but he definitely, by the time we check in with him in Lower Decks, it's been, what, 15 years or something? And, yeah, yeah if you are brooding for that long, one speech from Mariner, unfortunately, isn't probably going to do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, let's talk about let's that episode see.
0: now. Okay, cool. So they were yeah, let's talk, talk about-, about it old friends, new planets. Um, so, Locarno broadcasts for the Detrion system that he has gathered the mutinous crews of the stolen ships to form a new Nova fleet uh, with plans to use a Genesis device to threaten Starfleet and others into recognizing their legitimacy. He kidnapped Mariner, believing she would join them given her own issues with Starfleet. She instead warns viewers that Locarno is untrustworthy, steals the device, and hijacks a ship, but is trapped within the... In- penetrable trinar shield Locarna has set up hmm. around the system. Captain Freeman, I know, and with when all else fails, just give like a, a, a multiple number on something and it sounds really science-y. Yeah. Trinar, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um Captain Freeman defies Starfleet orders to wait to rescue Mariner with and with Tendi's help, she acquires a battleship capable of punching through the shields from De Erica, <laughs> still my favorite name,
4: who agrees <laughs> on <laughs>
0: condition that Tendi return to her family afterward. The battleship is inoperable, but Boimler, serving as acting captain, uses the Cerritos' tractor beam to crash the battleship into the shields, blowing them apart long enough for Freeman in the captain's yacht to enter. Cornered by LaCarno, Mariner sets the Genesis device to activate and pleads with him not to let his anger over his expulsion dictate his life. Before he can shoot her, Freeman beams her away. Locarno attempts to deactivate the device, but fails when he encounters a Ferengi paywall. Mm
1: -hmm. Perfect.
0: (laughs) The device device activates. That was so funny. It was very good. (laughs) The device activates and creates a new M-class planet from Locarno and the surrounding matter. Starfleet dubs it Locarno. (laughs) (laughs) Freeman avoids a court-martial because her actions have opened historic Orion diplomatic negotiations. Reunited with her friends, Mariner admits to them that she has been dealing with difficult issues, causing her to act out. Talin is invited to return to the Cheval, but declines. While Tendy is forced to return to her family, saddening her friends, particularly Rutherford. However, they are sure they will see her again. As Tendy returns home, she confidently prepares for what lies ahead. And that's the end of this season of uh, Lower Dicks.
1: Wow, what a great ending! Yeah. Very exciting! Yeah, that was a super, super, uh, great last episode. This cartoon does so much better. See, the, a lot of the conversations we had previous, um, years in the years that we've been doing this show is just we discussed <laughs> how dis- the year that's two that's a that's a, still a plural. We just passed um, our two
0: year or two year anniversary, by the way. Yay. Very
4: yay, yay!
1: Good for us. Um, how lower decks can get to something more satisfying than discovery can, or something that is happening in this uh, one-hour, 10-episode uh, set, where Lower Decks able to have several different stories happening, but still able to have this through line with the payoff at the end. Um, so it's it's quite impressive what they're able to do. Um, yeah, it's kind
3: of like season two of Discovery with the Red Angel. How you're just like, who is that? And uh, <laughs> Lower Decks does a similar trick of being like, okay, we're, these cold opens are just going to be disorienting. Um, yeah. But unlike the Red Angel, and I said I would stop talking about Discovery, but I know it. So. <laughs> I
1: brought it up. I, brought, yeah, it yeah,
3: up. Yeah, I yeah. brought it up. Instead of being like, Mama Burnham? And instead, it's like, <laughs> oh, this like obscure character that ties into the direct ethos of the show. Yeah, it right. just made. Yeah, it yeah. really
0: okay. clicks. Well, and ties yeah. back to the um, namesake mm-hmm. of this this whole series because with, with through through Ensign Cito and Lower Decks itself. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, a really a really smart callback.
3: Yeah, the, and the, the season. Order. And the season has been making the case of like. Just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean that it's not as important or as canonical and like, you know, canon to a certain extent, especially when you have a franchise this Mm -hmm. storied like it at a certain point. Yeah, chill a little bit. But the fact that we had this live action crossover with uh, Strange New Worlds and that we have this direct link from the characters in this show to the characters two, three series ago and it's all one continuum like that just does feel
2: satisfying it does mm-hmm. yeah that's so funny because you're you're absolutely right and i think remember
1: you. <laughs> um <laughs> yes and, uh, i know thank you say it again, say it yes. again.
2: <laughs> um i was uh looking at a comment from uh you know some random person on the internet who was not right who was basically trying to go through contortions about how, like, well, lower decks is not canon. It's like, yes, it is. It's like, no, it isn't. It's like, well, how do you explain they show up on Strange New Worlds? It's like, okay, the live action parts are canon. It's like, but that episode begins with an animation. Like, people might really have a burr in their saddle about lower decks being animation and how that doesn't make it legitimate, you know, for some reason. Yeah. I know it's just one random person on the internet. Like, yeah, whatever. And I get but, it
3: not being your thing because yeah. when I first started lower decks, I wasn't really into it but then i took some time off i watched a lot more trek and then coming back to it i'm like yeah. okay i i i get the vibes of it yeah now yeah, yeah. i i That's immediately
1: great. didn't wasn't um won over by lower decks too because i was just the the animation style in the beginning was a little it threw mm. me off a little bit i was like i don't know if i like i'm if i'm gonna like this um But because the characters are so fleshed out and they are very, they have growth, too. They don't just stay the same like a lot of cartoons Mm -hmm. do. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would argue that pretty much... The Boimler that we met at the beginning of season one is definitely not the same Boimler that we see.
1: Oh yeah, be an you know? acting captain, Bradward Boimler, mm-hmm. <laughs> and hanging
2: up on uh, like an
3: admiral.
1: <laughs> yeah, that
0: wouldn't have happened. And and he's mm. lieutenant junior grade. I mean, it's really uh, <laughs> they're all moving forward. No, I, no, yeah. I, I I agree completely. We're getting we're getting a lot of um, good character arcs. Um, so more more than some characters. were on you know full full series Scott in their entire time harry kim i'm looking at you right Um, yeah uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that like i
3: think about that so much because i'm uh we're watching voyager right now for the first time and we're we're just cresting season five and uh garrett wang gave interviews where he was talking about how like he was directed by like rick Berman to like act worse essentially like <laughs> be give a more flat performance like what you know and and yeah he he didn't have the best I think a lot of people were struggling on Voyager the entire yeah, time and not
1: just because weird, they were eating news they definitely got food. weird strange <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to talk over that joke.
0: That's a perfect joke, though. I love that. Yeah. Why don't you say it like, again? Suspended. I feel
1: like I stepped on your joke.
0: No, I already forgot
3: it. But
1: uh, okay. I was
3: looking I was looking at the Star Trek cook- cookbook the other day, and I was like, this doesn't feel like anything. It's like it's not just like Quark's
0: grilled cheese, but it's not that far <laughs> off from it. Yeah, there. They, it's a mixture of like real things that like the actors have made and things that the, yeah. they, they would make on the show. Because um, I I have one as well, and my my boyfriend is like, should I make plow meek soup? I'm like, no, you should. <laughs> please don't make that. No, please don't make that. <laughs> uh, I'll make yeah. like heart of targ, and then we'll have some. Uh... <laughs> it was my birthday. I did serve some things. I did serve um, what kapla? What's the thing that no? What, what's the thing that the Klingons eat? That's all like little worms that are alive. Goch. Like, yeah, I gah. made gach, but I just made it with a bunch yeah. of like, fat ramen noodles, and just like put it. In oh, it. yeah, yeah, it yeah. good. It was good. It was good. And I had a little mini challah bread that I painted red, and it was a heart of tart. It was good. It's beautiful. Okay. Dude. Right.
3: What was it? A hologram? <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pretty, much. <laughs> Pretty
3: much.
1: It was a hologram. <laughs> wow.
0: Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have the Colombo cookbook. Equally baffling. Um. <laughs> At the
1: end of every
3: recipe, they say, one more step.
1: (laughs) It's it's like the start of a collection of cookbooks from TV shows that shouldn't have cookbooks.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. It's That's like a it's a really Breaking fun Bad's collection. cookbook for meth. You <laughs> know? Like,
2: I never got the sense that Columbo had the time to make himself a meal. Like I know, but feel it, like if it, you go to his car, there's a lot of fast food wrappers. I no, mean, it's
0: what you would think it is. It's like it's like Columbo's two eggs over easy. You know? <laughs> sure, very like yeah. dad <laughs> menu of food.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? It's also I do get really angry when I do buy like a novelty cookbook or go through it because like yeah, it's fun, and then you do get a recipe like that, and it's like you're. This why are you giving me a recipe for like egg and toast? Like this is offensive. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. are not even have,
0: One of the things they do have, which I like, is that like um, they got recipes from actors who had been on like um, uh, Leonard Nimoy's chicken piccata or you know William Shatner's steak almondine. D- like crazy, like that's
2: gr- that's good. Yeah, very I fascinating. Like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or Celeste Holmes' celestial chicken, which I think is a hilarious <laughs> <laughs> title. From one of our greatest mm-hmm. actresses, so that's always good too. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, my friends, any other final thoughts on this episode? These these two episodes as we come to the close oh, of this wow. wonderful session.
1: I mean, we sort of left on a little bit of a cliffhanger with uh with Tendi, Devana yeah. Tendi, and mm-hmm. that might tie in a little bit with the Mistress of the Winter Constellation.
3: Got it. Oh, that. I <laughs> um I didn't. I had never seen the episode of Next Gen with. Uh, the binars. So I started watching it and it's, it's, it's so bad.
1: It's, it's I love bad. that episode. I, know, but that's I turned the it one... off
3: after like yeah. 15 minutes. Cause, okay. And I get that, like, oh, it's a good, like, I can have a tolerance for the older episodes because I understand the show better. But sure. like, it was like that first season thing of Next Gen where they were really just completely yeah. doing just original series style, like, to yeah. the level where like really slow conversations. There's like a whole five minute sequence where um, Riker is just like adjusting his jazz club in the holodeck. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I love that. I sequence. don't have time for this. He's like, yeah. blondes and jazz don't mix. And I'm
2: like, what? like that's not a thing, by the way. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Like, yes. I,
1: no, that, the only yeah. good part of that episode is we spoke about this and Chris <laughs> will tell you what is the only best part of that episode. Minuet. Minuet. Yeah. Minuet. Yeah, minuet him, the with the
0: conjures. Uh-oh. Yes.
1: It, it, him making minuet is the, but also... the reason that episode is important.
2: It is, yeah, no, it it definitely is important, but also like she's designed as like this honeypot to snare both Riker and Picard, yeah. basically. And I they guess spend like that
0: she like... Has, she bo- has she has like a borderline European accent too. She's like, well, I'm just here to talk to you about the the holodeck, and I'm beautiful and touch me, please. It's just a, it's a very funny act. <laughs> she's not doing that accent, yeah. obviously. No, <laughs> but it's but, like um, I that
3: has been actually, if anything, Lower Decks has been really nice for me because like when there are random deep cut references like that it does inspire me to go back and watch so like when uh mariner walks in and sees like three binars and she's like i thought they always came in pairs and i was like okay cool i get that now <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah. <laughs> well that's why the trinar wall is really funny because there's only three there's three of them oh
3: god i did not <laughs> i did not clock that
1: <laughs> so they yeah. made it the, it's a trinar shield mm-hmm. because the the three, three binars, binars yeah. made it
3: <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so yeah i okay. like star
0: trek
4: yeah yes yeah. Final, final thought
0: yeah. i like star trek i love that's what's like, the it's like it's the i point. feel
3: like Cr- chris and carrie whenever i like see you it's usually i had just watched an episode of something and i'm like okay can we talk about this real quick yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and true. so it's it's a delight i like years ago like i said at the beginning when i when my uh now husband started watching next gen i was just like this isn't for me i'm not a sci-fi guy i don't think and it really just hooked me in and i had this epiphany like watching the beginning of season two and being like this is what i wanted star wars to be like why i can't get into star wars Mm -hmm. is why i love star trek because it is really the best parts of sci-fi of reflecting us at the time but also just exploring these uh issues and i love how dry it can be i love mm-hmm. how just pleasant it can be like i've put on the yeah. soundscapes where it's just nighttime on uh <laughs> like the bridge just <laughs> oh, i love it. yeah oh, that's it's great it's very
1: relaxing mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah and can. it's just like if you would have told me before the pandemic like you're gonna you're gonna be so into star trek it's gonna be kind <laughs> of annoying i'd have been like what no and but now yeah now I'm I'm totally in and I probably will be for the rest of my life like this feels different yeah. than when I got you can't really just into
1: stop yeah no.
3: it's different than when I was really into like Frasier or really into Gilmore Girls like <laughs> I still love Frasier that. and Gilmore Girls but like Star Trek just had it's it's just different and finding it's a, more it's people
1: worlds yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. finding
3: more people that are into it I'm like oh this is awesome like I had no idea and. I'm hosting a fucking watch party tomorrow at work. So I'm Star Trek. Nice. Yeah. I'm showing, we're showing a few like l- more one and done episodes. Um, So we are doing the, uh, I believe Deja Q. Oh yeah. We're doing. Oh yeah. Uh, Take me out to the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And hmm. uh, I forget the name of the episode, but the, the TOS where, um, they get all hypnotized and Sulu is like a fencer and takes off his shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. The three classic episodes
0: of Star Trek. Those are yeah. three.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the Holy Trinity, as it were.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love
0: that. I love, I love that that you've you've got you've got bitten by the Star Trek bug. Um, mm-hmm. and we have a cure for that. And the Star Trek just- nanoprobe. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> You're a Borg now. Enjoy. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's great, and uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my God, Ross. my pleasure. Yeah. so happy. Thank to you. Yeah, thank
3: you for letting me on. It's been I've been listening every so often when I can, and I need to talk to somebody about tracks. So I'm like I will listen to <laughs> other people talk about tracks. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I had a lovely time, and yeah, thank you. Do you have Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, who am I? Seven of nine. No. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, oh,
2: that was good.
3: I mean, I could also talk for so long about like how it's truly insane the costume choice for her. But no, um, I, I don't <laughs> I, think, I think we have
2: talked about that before. Yeah. yeah I'm glad. Agree.
3: I'm glad. Um, no, I don't have uh anything to plug necessarily. Um uh uh Chris, you were on an episode of my podcast, Kid Flicks. Uh we discussed bed knobs and broomsticks. I remember that being a fun episode so go Incredible listen movie. to that yeah. it it truly is phenomenal uh go listen to the back catalog of kidflix and uh you know follow me on social media wherever you can
1: you could always plug the end crowd in thank you places yeah, yeah I was, but i, I, I assume
3: <laughs> leaning towards <laughs> oh i just assume that you two do it every single episode yeah but, but we hey, want to get someone else a do. chance to plug our oh, right, Really? sure i know that <laughs> Not I've, all the time I, you know what i know that i have mentioned star trek stuff during each of the shows like i remember specifically bringing up the bajorans during the end crowd but yes come uh to the end crowd uh, every uh-huh. week at Sawabona in Philly. Come to Thank you places at least once a month because maybe I'm sure we'll pick up more shows at yeah. some point.
0: <laughs> and we our show is our show is uh Wednesday this Wednesday uh the twenty eighth He uh, the twenty ninth no the twenty ninth is Thursday nope it's
3: I'm looking at a at the date it's today is the twenty seventh oh, right, yeah twenty ninth is Wednesday
0: sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I do have that wrong. Okay, the 29th. Uh, and then next month we switch to the last Thursday of the month. Uh oh, that's and right. check it out, check it mm-hmm. out. So, but right mm-hmm. now we're yeah, we we'll catch us on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, yep.
1: And the, and the side, how about that? And the end crowd is every Friday at Salabano Creativity Project at 1935 East Passyunk in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, yeah. So check out some improv. You, you can see Ross in two places possibly. Um,
1: or maybe and, not at all maybe uh, he's off those days that you uh, show up and he's not there
0: <laughs> and then you get up and leave <laughs> and yeah life's like, gamble. Frosts, what the then hell then <laughs> yeah. instead it's Reginald Barkley doing Cyrano de Bergerac, and you have to watch that instead <laughs> uh, but other than that uh, anybody else have anything you want to plug or recommend or are we mm-hmm. think that's a no so we can Mm-mm. we can bring this lovely episode to a close Carrie was singing a song earlier I invite her to sing that song to close us out um go ahead Carrie.
1: Scooby Doop doo Zooby Dooby bee la 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 lo lo. See, that was it. Scooby
4: doo scooby